Welcome to the Innovative Teaching Podcast. Your hosts today are Patricia Herrera and Jeanette Schaefer. We are the Center for Teaching and Learning at South Mountain Community College in Phoenix, Arizona. Our goal for the Innovative Teaching Podcast is to introduce new ideas and encourage you to think outside the box when it comes to teaching and learning. Today, I will be sharing three steps to help you create a more accessible document in Microsoft Word. We can agree that Microsoft Word is currently the most widely used word processor in schools and in businesses. We use them to create PDF and HTML files for websites, and oftentimes we don't think about creating the document with formal structure or the right format to be accessible. In today's market, we have several technology devices and software that allows the user to interact with content. For example, screen readers have been available to help us read or listen to content. So the majority of the time, we don't think about formatting the document so that the screen reader can successfully follow the flow of the document. So anytime that we create a document, we just open up file, new document, and then we just start typing. And sometimes we just bold the title, we go into our headings, maybe underline it, um, italicize it, and just keep going. But we never think behind the scenes if the um, screen reader or any accessible software will be able to follow the document and be able to read it to the student or to the user documents here at work all the time say well that's not accessible exactly or we look at a document in a course or just in a digital format and it's like okay they didn't even make this document accessible we need to get this information to our instructor yes and sometimes i don't think we've ever created an accessible document and put it into a screen reader for example jaws um what happens when you put the word document in it will actually read all the spaces and enters you have created by using your keyboard on your key, on your um, computer. So if you're just tabbing, tabbing, tabbing to center your title and then clicking enter, enter to have the spaces, the screen reader will actually read all that. So for the user, it's going to be annoying. I was going to say, that would be pretty annoying as the user. Yes. So it's always best to create a template um, in and make it accessible, making sure you have your titles, your heading ones, all the way to heading six. And I know the first place we can start with that, those syllabus we create in Word documents. Exactly. <laughs> yes, we create a syllabus every single semester. That would be an awesome way because you could actually have, even if you don't need um, accessibility, I like screen readers. I like the information to be read to me, especially when I'm in the car and it's I'm just listening to stuff. So it's very handy. Well, and with today's technology, we're doing that more and more. Because like I, I've said in a previous podcast, I'm even writing documents in the car while I'm driving because I'm able to use my voice. So exactly. that technology is making this more a higher need for everybody. Exactly. So for step number one, we recommend when you're creating Word documents to use your headings. So in your headings are your styles. You're going to have your title heading. You're going to have your heading one, two, three, all the way to six. And the ways you use heading one through six is if you start, um, maybe this is a discussion post. Then underneath your discussion post, maybe you have other instructions. That would be your heading two. So your headings are like subcategories with your subcategories. And for the readers, I've been told you want to use like heading one, then heading two instead of using like heading one and heading four. Because I know sometimes for formatting, for it to look pretty, 
I want to be able to use heading one and then use heading four. But as far as accessibility, that's a no-no. You should be doing heading one and heading two. Is that correct? Yes. The reason why is because the screen reader reads it in numerical order. So if you start using heading one and then heading two, it's going to go in, in numerical order. So you're going to be all over the place. <laughs> yes, that would definitely confuse the students. Yes. So use good heading structures will help um, without will help people without good eyesight to understand how the document is organized. Screen readers can jump between headings, which make navigation much more efficient than no headings. So it's more the workflow. Making your text larger and just bolding it is not a heading, okay? In order to convert the text into heading with Microsoft Word, we, like we mentioned, make sure you're using heading one all the way through heading six. And it's available on the ribbon in your office with Office 2010 and higher. And where's that ribbon? I know some people may not know the terminology of what the office ribbon is. <laughs> exactly. It's located in your styles, in the home tab, and then in your ribbon office in your in your home bar. And the ribbon tends to be at the top of yes. the word application, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. It's a home. And then toward the middle, you see the ribbon, and it's called styles. And then you'll have it in different formats, title, heading one, all the way to six. You're listening to uh, CIS instructors here, so... <laughs> Also, now, going on to step number two. So we talked about step number one, having headings. Step number two, making your document accessible, is using links properly. So I know sometimes we could just save a document and it has all this gibberish information as your file type. Make sure you make it meaningful. So we gave an example of creating a syllabus for your semester. Make sure you save it accordingly. Syllabus, fall 2018 or spring 2018, and what it is. So I, we know. So the screen reader will know what the document is about. So what you're saying is don't just paste in the URL of your website or the link that you're using. Instead, we want to put a word in and then have that word linked to that URL. Yes, and that word that you use, make sure it's meaningful. Don't just say click here and hyperlink the word click here. Make sure it's syllabus fall 2018, and that's what you're hyperlinking because that's what it actually is. And that's what the screen reader will read. Exactly. Perfect. Okay. Um, so use descriptive link text that does not rely on the context from the surrounding text. So don't confuse it with other words you have in your paragraph. Keep the amount of text in the link to a minimum. So you don't want to have a full sentence either. Maybe you want to hyperlink two to three words max. Use underlined text with the color that stands out from the surrounding text. So sometimes it may not hyperlink it, so make sure you use a different color to just make it stand out. Now we're going to move on to step number three. This is the one we always forget, okay, because it doesn't come naturally. We have to think about it. It's alternative text for images, okay? We always think of adding a pretty picture into Microsoft Word or to our websites just to make it look pretty. No, anytime you're picking pictures, make sure they connect with the information you're delivering, not just because they're pretty. I know. I know we were looking at some content the other day, and it's like, what does this image have to do with the content? So don't use an image just to use an image. Use an image with the purpose of further explaining the content. Exactly. So that helps our visual learners to be able to connect with the context and text and be able to see the visual. But then for those that need accessibility that 
cannot see the image, then we need to provide that alt text so they know what the image is. And alt text is needed in Microsoft Word documents to provide a non-visual of representing the content of function of an image. For example, with an alt text, it's needed for pictures, illustration, images of text, shapes, charts, smart art, or embedded objects into your document. When you add an alt text correctly to your screen reader, it would read it correctly from a Word document and a PDF. Best practice, the word should be accurate and equivalent to the function or image. So if you are putting an image maybe of the earth, for example, make sure your alt text says earth. So then when the screen reader knows, it says that. But let's say sometimes we want to put an image and you scanned a full article of information with, with images that's not even going to be accessible even if you do an alt text because it has more information than just a graphic. You're going to have to take out the content and put it in an accessible format and still do the alt text for that image. So I have a question for you. The one thing I do in my Canvas course, I have a portrait of myself. So where I have the instructor information, I put a portrait so students you know, know my face. But with the alt text, instead of just putting portrait of instructor, actually go a little bit further and describe what I'm wearing yes. so they can get a better visual. Is that good or bad? No, that's good too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because the reader will actually describe, especially if they don't know you. I've right. never seen you, so that would be good too. When I feel like, you know, images are worth a thousand words, mm-hmm. so when we just go in and put one or two words for the screen reader, I feel like those students are being robbed of those thousand words that we had, you know, we were hoping the image would portray. Yes. So it's like I always try to, I might go a little overboard. I don't know. I try to put in a little bit more. I don't think I ever go over one sentence, though. Yeah. You don't want to go over it. It's just something sweet and simple that describes that image. Also, if you're not using your own images and you're using some Creative Commons images from Flickr, make sure you also provide credit of who's that image belongs to so even if it's free and you're able to use it make sure you always give credit so you'll give the alt text for accessibility and then provide the credit for copyright excellent recommendation yes so that's something we always forget about images so that wraps up today for our innovative teaching podcast Um, thank you very much for joining us today we will see you next tuesday on our quick tip tuesday podcast bye